Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tanner with Fear the Father. I'm here with the guys from the 43 Project, and today we're going to be talking about prayer. Yo, so it's good to be back, guys. It's been a little while, and uh, I gotta say I'm excited to be back here in the chair recording and uh, talking to you guys about the Word of God and all of the beautiful messages that he has for us written there in the Bible. So I thought today what we would get into a little bit is how to pray. You know, we've been going through some wild times, a lot of turmoil with the coronavirus and uh, just with like the George Floyd incident and that whole movement as well, it just seems like we faced a lot of uncertainty. And I'm sure that everybody that's got a relationship with God has spent a lot of time uh, in prayer and spent a lot of time communicating with him and building their relationship with him. And so today I just wanted to talk a little bit about how we should go about doing that. And I think that the Bible gives us some pretty good ideas of how we should pray. You know, not only should we be able to speak to our father like he is our father and like he's a friend we should also be praying with like specific intent in a, in a pretty specific way i feel like the the bible doesn't just leave it to vague abstract do whatever you'd like it, it does give you some ideas and some pointers so i kind of wanted to outline those today a little bit and just give my advice in prayer so that some people can start to experience some more answered prayer. You know, I feel like I've talked to a lot of people that are my age who have said that they don't really believe in the power of prayer or they haven't seen prayer answered for them in their lives. And I think that a lot of times the reason why that doesn't happen or why that isn't the case is uh, one of two things. It's either what they're praying for or how they're praying. It's important that we pray for God's will to be done and not our own will. And that is kind of just a paradox in itself a little bit because a lot of times God wants us to be happy, you know, and we serve a God that wants us to fulfill our own dreams and and reach our own aspirations and that sort of thing. But also we have to be making sure that we're doing it in a godly way. So a lot of times what we need to do is educate ourselves on what God's will is and what it is in our lives specifically so that we can cater our prayers to that sense and then... Also, just how we go about praying. I know I was, I did this a lot. I would sometimes um, pray to God almost too casually, if you will. Like he is a friend and he is somebody that you can talk to as a friend. But at the same point in time, we need to realize that we are addressing the king of all kings and the creator of our world. And yeah, just the glory and grace of God and how amazing he is and not speak to him too casually. And I know... Two, I was talking to the guys here with the 43 Project right before we started recording this about um, what the Bible says about people who pray with like this lofty language. You know, uh, Jesus says, don't pray like the Pharisees and the Sadducees that speak in all these eloquent terms and things like that just to seem educated or seem intellectual and receive like the praise of the people that are hearing them pray like god already knows what you want god knows everything god knows what's in your heart god knows what's in your mind he knows what you need he knows all of those things so you don't have to give some extreme like drastic prayer with all these drawn out long words and pray for two hours a day or whatever for him to hear you like he knows already what you're gonna ask for Keep it simple, speak in your own words, and uh, 
just get your message across to him and he will hear you. So, so what I wanted to take from the Bible today and what I really wanted to talk about and, and show you guys is the Lord's prayer. I'm pretty sure you're all pretty familiar with the Lord's prayer. Um, I think that just about everybody has heard it, whether you're a believer or not. At some point in time, somebody has mumbled off the Lord's Prayer to you. It's a pretty commonly said thing. But for those of you who don't know it, I'll say it quick, and then we'll break it down, and I'll kind of show you what I think the Lord's Prayer was put in the Bible for and what purpose it serves. Um, So the Lord's Prayer is, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And so I've heard this, like, said so many, so many times. Um, Whether it's, like, your grandma and grandpa praying at Thanksgiving the same prayer every year, or... I don't know. It just seems like the older generation recites these prayers a lot because they're in the Bible and we were told to pray this way. And I think that we were. But I think that also this is more a how-to guide on how to pray rather than just something that we should recite over and over. To me, that's not like very genuine or very heartfelt. It's just like the religious side of your faith and just doing something because you were told to do it. I don't think is really what is going to get us saved or have our prayers be answered and heard. I think that it's more about developing a relationship with God and you do so by being personal and being real and being genuine. So I'm going to break down what each one of these little sections meant here as far as how to pray and what it means to or what we should take away from it instead of just having words to recite more so what instructions it's giving us in every segment. So to begin, the very first part of the prayer is, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So what does that mean? To me, that's like giving God praise for his greatness and his grace and like just putting him in the position that he deserves to be in. You know, he is the creator of all things. He is our God. He is our Father. He is the Alpha and the Omega, you know, the beginning and the end, the Almighty God. And I think that it's very, very important that... We humble ourselves when we're about to step into his presence and when we're about to put our mind in his presence. It's very important that we acknowledge the fact that he is the creator of all things. And it is by his grace that we are saved uh, through faith, you know. And so that is the very first part of, I think, every prayer, in in my opinion, is just to realize who he is and, and glorify his name at this point. I usually start off my prayers by by saying everything I'm grateful for and everything I'm thankful for, because in my opinion, all good in my life comes from God. And I think that's true for everyone. Like God is the source of all good. And acknowledging that is something that we should definitely do. And like I said, lifts him up into the position that he deserves to be in. So I start out by just acknowledging his power and his grace, and then also thanking him for all that he's done in my life. The next portion of this prayer is, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so in this section, it's kind of two two separate parts here. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done is what I touched on at the beginning of this. Like, you need to pray that God's will will be done for your life. Like, if you are praying 
that you become more popular at school so that some girl will like you or whatnot, like there's a chance that's not going to get answered really, because that's not, that's not God's will. I'm guessing for your life. Like God made you who you are with the personality that you have to be exactly who you are. Like, and in no way does that really glorify God. If you have a a beautiful girlfriend or this girl that you admire or whatever, that's not going to glorify his name whatsoever. Um, I think that, if you genuinely felt like you wanted to have more friends so that you could use that platform to preach God to them, like I think that he will put the people in your life that you need to be reaching out to and will make you more popular or whatever in that sense, I guess. But he's not going to do things just because you want them to be done. Like it has to be fulfilling of his will and it has to be what he has planned for your life. So... I always try to surrender my will, and that's something that's so hard to do, but I think that the more often that you ask for it to be done, the more likely you will be to actually do it, because it's not something that we do naturally. I don't naturally do what God wants me to do rather than my own self, because I am I'm man, I'm human. I have sin in me, and that is my original nature, and it's only through him that I am able to do his will and not my own. So it's important to surrender your own will and then ask that God will make it clear to you what his will is. And I think that, again, as you pray for this more and more, it will become easier and easier to do. Uh, And then the second part of this is on earth as it is in heaven. So that's just literally asking God to bring the conditions of heaven to earth. Right. When when Jesus came, he came bearing the kingdom. Jesus came to bring us the kingdom. And what it means by that is the kingdom of heaven. So we have the authority. We have the right to pray to God and ask that heaven-like, um, or that, that a heaven-like environment is brought here to earth. So it's important to ask for that. And it's important to know that that, that condition can be recreated here on earth in the form of like healing or you know, people talk about miracles happening or just like godly timing of things like that all can happen. That's all very real. And it's all just us having the ability to recreate the heavenly conditions here on earth. Um, and then the next part here is give us this day our daily bread. Uh, and so what that is talking about is there's like two Bible verses that I think of when I think of that. And I'm going to paraphrase both of them because I don't have them right here offhand. But one of them is when God is talking about, or not when God, when Jesus is talking about um, God taking care of the birds of the air. Like they don't store up their food in storehouses or plan for the future, right? They live every single day just finding what they need and God satisfies them and, and provides for them and takes care of them. And I think that what Jesus is telling us is that we don't have to worry about our futures. God is going to provide for our futures and God is going to take care of us. And we need to have faith in him. And then I also think about the Bible verse that says, place no trust in tomorrow because tomorrow is already worrying about itself. Or I'm sorry, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is already worrying about itself. That's the Bible verse. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is already worrying about itself. And, and that applies to this as well. Like we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Only today is promised. We only have today in this moment. Every single moment is a blessing, is a gift. So we need to just take care of the now and worry about the future when it arrives. 
And so that's why I think it says, give us this day our daily bread instead of give us this day all of our bread for the rest of our lives forever because we're afraid that we're not going to have it in a week. No, it just says our daily bread. And the reason why I screwed up that Bible verse is because I literally have tattooed across my chest, place no trust in tomorrow to emulate that Bible verse because that's something that I thought that hit home enough for me that that was something that I needed to live every day and is just having faith in God and knowing that every single step that I take on this earth is a blessing from him and is a gift and to not waste it, you know, not let it go to waste. So yeah, very important. Ask for what you need in the day, but not anything more. He'll take care of the rest. Just ask every day for what you need to get through the day, and he'll give you just that. You know, some days you'll have amazing, amazing days. Some days you'll barely scrape by and you'll survive, but God will give you what you need to get through that one day, and if today wasn't a great day, the next day will be or the next day after that. Like, just keep a positive attitude and just keep praying that God is going to give you what you need to get through that day, and you keep doing that day after day, and you're living, baby. (laughs) That's life. You're alive and well. Uh, and the next part of this is forgive us our trespasses. And that is pretty blatantly just forgive us our sins. You know, we need to pray for forgiveness as we humble ourselves before this God in the, in the beginning, as we humble ourselves before the Alpha and the Omega, the creator of all things. Like we also need to f- ask for forgiveness of our sins so that we can be close to our most original version of ourselves, you know, of what God intended us to be. Uh, lacking sin. You know, the Bible says that when we ask for forgiveness, God throws our sins into the deepest part of the ocean. And so really we only live with the thoughts of our sins, right? When we ask for forgiveness, we are forgiven. God doesn't have remembrance of that. The consequences of our sins are what we remember and the, and the sins that we have done and living with that guilt that we have that comes from the devil. But so it's important to ask for forgiveness of our sins. And then the next part is as we forgive those who trespass against us. And this is something that I don't think a lot of people do. And that's praying for the softening of your heart and your mind to help you forgive people who have wronged you. We're called to love all of the time and everyone, regardless of their beliefs, their political views, their sexual orientation, skin color, whatever it may be, man. Like it's 2020. We, we are finding like so many ways to segregate people and to stereotype people and to put each other in groups and stuff like that. And that is just like the farthest thing from what God wants. God wants us to love everyone. And I think a lot of the reason why that isn't so easily done is because we're, we're praying for like these people's minds to be changed and these people to wake up and see God and realize their sin when really what we should be praying for is that God allows us to love them and to accept them for who they are and know that only God is the one that can make the change. Like if, if they're going to live their lives that way, nothing that you or I say or do is going to change them in any way. It's totally up to them. And we're just called to love. And that's the most important part through this coronavirus and through this George Floyd situation that we've been going through, like the underlying message of just love, you know, just love people unconditionally has stuck out to me so much. So it's really important that we pray that God will help us to forgive those who trespass against us because uh, holding vengeance in your heart and holding that that turmoil and hatred in your heart is just as much a sin as whatever they've done to you. You know, you need to forgive and move forward and move on so that we can be, you know, the best image of God here on earth or the closest to Jesus that we possibly can be. 
Um, and then as this thing comes to wrap itself up here, it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So another pretty straightforward section here, like protect us from evil, help us to not succumb to sin, help us to fight against the things that have a stronghold on our lives and also lead us not into temptation. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't pray for either is that we would be safeguarded from putting ourselves in situations that would lead us to sin, right? Like for me, that was like the party life. Like when I was in college, I never once ever said a prayer like, God, help me stay away from parties. No, if anything, I was praying like, God, let me find the party with the most beautiful women at it. That's got the most kegs available where most of my boys are going to be. It was like that was my only intention. And so that obviously led me to a lot more sins and to doing a lot of things that were way more detrimental to me than just having one too many beers or whatnot, you know. It was like a, a gateway drug to sin. And so if I would have been praying that I would not be led into temptation and that I would have had the courage and the strength to stay away from those situations, I think that I would have maybe been able to. But I definitely couldn't have on my own. It wasn't... It wasn't uh, a battle that I could fight on my own and face on my own. It wasn't a temptation that I could say no to alone. And I didn't realize that I should be praying for him to safeguard my heart against that. And maybe that would have come in the form of different friends or a desire to do better in school, which kept me in the library longer or whatever. I don't know how God would have chosen to fulfill that prayer, but I know that he would have helped me to not be so heavily involved if that would have been something that I would have been praying for. So, yeah, so pray to be away from your own temptations and delivered from evil. Um, and uh, then finally here, the last part is for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And that's just like wrapping things up. Like the most important thing at the end there is just that give glory to God and remember that everything that we do in life is to glorify God. Like if you're doing something and it's not with the intention of using it to glorify God, then you probably shouldn't be doing it in the first place or it's not something that God would want you to be doing. And when you do succeed and when you do face triumphs, like give that, give that praise to God because he's the one that gave you the skills to be doing what you're doing. He's the one that gave you the motivation, the drive, put you in the situation, whatever it may be. Like, we just can't forget where all of the goodness in our life comes from. So, yeah, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. So, like, the power and the glory is all his. Everything that we do, glorify his name. That is the goal. So, in summation, I will just wrap things up here and kind of go through everything that I just talked about. So, Again, the prayer is, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And what each one of those sections meant, really quick. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Praise God. Give him glory. Put him on the pedestal that he deserves to be on. Acknowledge him as our creator, as the great and glorious God, and hold him there so that when we are coming to him in prayer, we are at his feet, humbly bowing before him in reverence of his power and his glory. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Surrender your will to his will. Let him be the one that decides the outcome of your life and live happily and eagerly chasing towards the life that he has designed for you and the plan that he has for your life. 
and bring the conditions of heaven here to earth. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Pray for, pray for the supplication that you need to get through the day. Just pray for what you need to get through the day. God will give you exactly what you need to get through each and every day. And that's all that we need to ask for. Every day is a gift. Every day is a blessing. Don't ask for a bunch of stuff. You know, pray for what you you need to get through the day. The Bible says so much about greed and the negativity of greed and the stronghold that greed can have on your life. Don't be greedy. Just pray for what you need in the day. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us for our sins. Pray for forgiveness of your sins. As we forgive those who trespass against us, soften our hearts, soften our minds. Let us love people the way that Jesus loved them. Let us forgive everyone despite what they have done to us. And just heal our hearts of, of that hatred and that vengeance that we may hold, the revenge that we want to have as humans. Like, let that go and just forgive, forgive, forgive. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Keep us out of those situations that we shouldn't be in. And, and keep us away from the vices in life that maybe we don't have the ability to say no to. And deliver us from evil. Keep us away. Protect us from the evil in the world. It's everywhere. And even when we're not in places being tempted, there's still evil around and we still need protection from it. And God will surely protect your life, will surely protect your soul from that if you ask for him. And then at the very end to wrap everything up, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Give God praise for all that he has done for you. Give him thanks and any opportunity that you get, just lift his name up and glorify him for all of the awesome things and all the awesome work that he has done in your life. And just never forget that he is our all-powerful God, the Alpha and the Omega, the creator of all. And he deserves all of the glory and all of the praise forever and ever. And I think that if we pray in that way, we will find that our prayers are answered more often. And that there is more power in our prayers. And we'll also see our lives form or transform, I guess, into the life that God has willed for us to live. And as you do that, you'll find success in so many different areas, whether it's your job, your relationships, uh, feeling fulfilled in your purpose, or, or whatever it may be. As we pray for those things, you may not even know what you're praying for exactly. God will bring light to that and will show you what he wants for your life and he'll just put you in situations to thrive and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I started praying like this just a few months ago and I, I can tell you I've been able to see it in the small things. I've been able to see it in the big things. I've been able to see it in every aspect of my life, personally in work and in relationships and in so many different areas. And I can promise you that if you just have faith and believe and pray this way, God will answer those prayers and he will take care of you and help you live the best life possible. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like this message today and you feel like somebody that you know would really benefit from hearing this or it's just a message that they really need to hear and have on their heart and have in their mind, like, please share it with them. Hit the sub subscribe button down below and give us five stars so we can spread this word to a greater people, to a greater mass of people, and just encourage everyone with the amazing word of God. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be here.